Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Real quick before we start the show, just wanted to let you guys know you can get the show two days early by joining our Patreon. Even for a buck, you can listen to the show two days early. Go to Patreon.com slash Analog Talk, and we got a bunch of stuff over there check it out and uh yeah enjoy the episode hey guys welcome back to another episode of analog talk a film photography podcast i'm your host tim i'm chris and on today's show we have emily howe hey emily hi emily hi guys thanks so much for having me really excited to be here excited yes. to to chat and um yeah so for our listeners who may not know who you are do you mind giving them an introduction and a background on how you got into photography sure so i recently have been really kind of going hard at street photography but you know probably for like the last uh 15 plus years i've been a photography enthusiast and the way i really got into it it's kind of kind of a long twisty turny road to where i am right now but um way back in Whenever I went to college, that's a distant memory at this point. I, <laughs> um, I transferred to the school I graduated from, which was Smith College, and I actually needed some additional credits to make up for the transfer. You know, every college mm-hmm. is pretty much a ripoff, so they don't. Right. <laughs> They want to squeeze as much money out of you as humanly possible before they give that degree up. So I had to I had to make up some credits, and I ended up taking um, uh, some darkroom courses in the history of uh, film photography, as well as at this little community college nearby, Holyoke. And I was a film studies major at Smith, which you know, what what is that degree useful for? So <laughs> kind of all these things sort of like helped mold you know, where my taste is today, at least. Mm. But yeah, I started off taking these community college courses. And uh, I was actually talking to someone about this the other day, in the middle of my darkroom course, I had like a Pentax K1000, you know, the classic student camera, I was taking just horrifying photos that I when I think about them, it sends a chill down my spine. It's like a picture, a black and white photo of a graveyard, like really horrible photos of an ex, just very embarrassing stuff. But I, you know, I had like a lot of random friends there because it was just such an interesting group of people. Not everyone was there for a degree. Some are just there like from the surrounding community for fun. And I had forgotten all about this, but I was speaking to a friend about it. And one of my classmates just wasn't at school one day. And and the teacher very casually was like, yeah, you know, she's not she's not gonna be coming in. Um, she was shot the other day. Oh, She's fine, but the bullet went through. She was laying in bed in her apartment, and the bullet went through her wall. Wow. So she won't be finishing that photo project for anyone that wanted to see um, those prints. <laughs> just, goodness, that's oh, all man. I remember from that class. I don't remember learning anything else. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Remember, like, don't touch the chemicals. That that was like the headline of my education yeah, at that yeah. point. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. a good one. <laughs> yeah, so you know maybe I remember looking at like a Lizette Modell photo or something, mm-hmm. but really it was just all about that woman being shot. I hope she's doing well. I doubt she's listening to this, but if she is, you know, 
Hope it was a clean through, didn't hit any organs. Um, Because I didn't have the info, but yeah. So from there, (laughs) I I kind of like I didn't really have the bug at that point, and. I found film to be a little intimidating, especially the darkroom stuff I was doing. And it didn't even really cross my mind that I could just dump film off onto someone else and have them like do the hard labor. In my mind, it was all like, I have to be renting a darkroom space and buying the paper and blah, blah, blah. Then from there, I finished out my degree. And I think it was like 2011, 2012, I got an Instagram and that's when I really like started getting interested in taking, you know, using the toaster filter and posting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> big toaster, big toaster fan here. Deep, deep fried photos on mm-hmm. there for no one to look at. Then I moved to New York and it kind of evolved into like, oh, I'm going to take, you know, like hashtag look up photos of the skyscrapers. <laughs> and I worked a couple super low paying jobs in print and digital publishing at I was at like New York Mag for the different fashion weeks in September, kind of doing some freelance um, stuff for them there. And then I I went to Time Magazine and I was a photo assistant on the Culture Vertical. I worked for a bunch of really interesting women and a lot of really talented editors at that magazine. And that was really exciting because, you know, you have people like James Noctway and Lindsay Adario shooting like quote unquote real stories versus coming from fashion week where it's like, you know this hot chick wearing a dress like yeah. right mm-hmm. <laughs> not to say that fashion isn't its own you know important thing but yeah it was really exciting at time got to work with a bunch of different celebrities very random group of people It'd be whatever like broad city was coming out at that time i think it was fun to work with with oh, alana man. um cool. and abby yeah qu- cool memories from that um but they paid me absolutely no money yeah mm. really horrible and so i ended up i ended up having to borrow because i really wanted to use a camera and i think they had i would shoot some studio stuff for them still life sometimes with like a canon 5 or 6d and then i got a hand me down for my dad it was i don't even remember what it was it was like a really super consumer entry level nikon that had a kit lens on it whatever the zoom was Right. 18 to 55. Yeah, 18 <laughs> yeah to 55. probably something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just continued taking like really awful photos, you know, seeing beautiful things at time, not even not even impacting what I'm trying to do, just still making awful Instagram photos that, you know, to this day, very upsetting to look at. <laughs> um, and then from there, I went to, I was at the like ground zero for girl bossery, Refinery29, for anyone that oh, wow. remembers that website. Um, yeah. Yeah horrible. <laughs> and I worked, uh, I was like a photo researcher there. So it was pulling a lot of reportage and things like that, and sometimes doing shoots for them. So just kind of spent a lot of time having a survey of tons of different types of photography, left there, went to LA, and I was shooting digital still, but getting a bit better, trying to get a bit better, went to LA, and then uh, started working for an advertising agency for a large client, which I won't name. And then I finally was in like a better financial place where I could afford to actually get better equipment and try some things out. I was like with Fuji for a little bit, but I still, Mm -hmm. you know, I really respect anyone that can edit their digital files nicely because I don't, I'm lost. I'm like clawing in the darkness when I try to. I'm right there with you on that one. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, you know good for them. I've tried. I I give up. I know my limitations. 
And I was gifted a, a Mamiya RB67. Yes. Pretty much kind of like right before lockdown. And then I just went hard into like spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on, <laughs> you know, like I would try out, I had like the Mamiya, I think six, four, like pro six, four, five. I had that at one point, little cube. Mm-hmm. sold it shuffled around a little bit with some cameras and then i was like i'm not you know i'm gonna i'm gonna just spend the money and have something that i'll i'll stick with it until it breaks or i die whichever comes first <laughs> and i ended up with like i kept the rb i have a mamiya um, 7 the like m6 and i just sold my contacts t3 uh mm. for an obscene amount of money but yeah that was pretty much <laughs> my journey and i was taking a lot of road trips in la too and then i came to new york and i was like well you know there's nothing beautiful to take pictures of here so uh, mm. it's going to be vomit and nose picking and yes screaming and yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. um but yeah that was pretty much that was pretty much my journey to it. But analog is really what helped me kind of narrow and define what my own perspective would be and, and to give me more constraints, which, you know, I love even at work, if someone comes to you and they're like, the budget is unlimited. That's awful. In my opinion, <laughs> yeah. I, I love a constraint, like give me a challenge uh, to work against. And, and it's a lot more interesting that way. Yeah. I was going to say, so does that, does that mean, does that mean you're, you're freelancing currently? Is that is that like your main yeah. photo? Cool. Yeah. And I've, you know, I've never really like given it a try to freelance for photography, but right now I'm like, you know, it's after, it's still pretty much after the new year. It's a little slower. So I've been kind of, I've had a couple things on my radar that I'm excited about to potentially shoot. But if any brand out there is listening and they would like to hire me to take some mediocre photos yes. for them, I'm available. <laughs> That's got to be so scary being a freelancer. I is that is that your full time gig? Are yeah, you like full time? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's I just I, I'm not in that me. world. So I always think I always think like if I was to just quit my day job and try to make it as a photographer, it it just mm-hmm. seems so scary. I think if I had like the the push and the drive and all that stuff to get out there and get clients and do all that stuff, but I know me, I'm like a eh, I'll do it after this episode of whatever, and you know, so it, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. I love the warm embrace of like a multinational corporation and everything that comes with it. But at least for the photo stuff, it feels very complimentary to like my actual day job kind of thing. So that's at least the way I see it is it's kind of it's like gravy on top of my resume. Just a cool thing to be able to say like, hey, you know, like I I put my money where my mouth is. This is what I'm doing in my own personal work. Mm, So I'm not just going to be like the whatever CD that shows up and they're like, uh, can you, uh, can you do, you know, like the most beautiful photo ever I've ever seen. And it's like, what the hell does that mean? Yeah. 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 That just reminds me, I watched, I I don't know if it was on like Netflix or something. The, there's like a Vogue documentary from, I think it's like 2015 or 14 or something like that. And it's just all about the, what is it? The September issues, Mm -hmm. like the big issue of Vogue and just watching like how the inner fighting of Vogue and like, you know, they Mm. go and do these amazing photo shoots and spend a fortune and they're just like, nap doesn't look good. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. crazy to see how like a beast like that works. And yeah, you, yeah. Um, I am bound to secrecy just based on contracts I've signed, but that's Mm -hmm. pretty much happening across the board, no matter how big or small the budget is. Yeah. Wild. That's just crazy. A lot of cat fights. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So are you shooting film 
for these these type of clients, I always ask when people because back in the day it was kind of like a, a like a nifty thing to be like, oh, and then we shoot this on film, and they're like, mm-hmm. well, can you just get it to me as fast as possible? Like they didn't they didn't really care, but now they're kind of seeing like, oh, this this might be worth paying the budget that they're asking because it is is so much different. Mm-hmm. Do you see that too, or how's how's what's your experience um, with that? At least on not shooting myself, but some of the projects I've worked on in the past, I know like at time there would be someone like Miles Aldridge, who, you know, he just, that's his workflow. And if you want to work with him, it right. it may have changed since then. This was probably like 2015, maybe. Um, so it certainly could be different. But at that time, he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm shooting film. So if you're going to hire me, you better, you better trust me because right. you're not going to be able to see, you know, you're not going to look at like capture one or whatever and right, see how this right, is going. Right, right, right. But, you know, the man delivers. So I think if you have the name for yourself, then there will always be clients that are willing to say like, okay, you know, we saw the pre-production document, like we're going to, we're going to let go and let God. Yeah. But I'm sure they still stand over your shoulder, you know, I'm sure they're still like, you know, right there. They ram so deeply up your ass. I'm (laughs) sure. (laughs) I was just going to say my, yeah, like my experience on some like commercial gigs it's like they want you know i i i mean i didn't i, I couldn't shoot tethered because i i didn't have capture one and i was like oh no i'm gonna lose this mm. job am i gonna lose the job you know and they ended up saying oh so fine we'll just like we basically zoomed and connected my camera and they were able to like look over zoom and and look at them that way yeah i can't imagine like having to convince somebody that like you can't see it but you gotta trust me you know like yeah please hire me anyway you know i think i think it helps yeah i, I think it definitely helps if you're like if you're just doing a straight commercial job where it's e-com or something, you're doing a lookbook and then it's it's kind of like, why why am I going to pick that person? But it seems to be helpful if it's more of like an editorial story or, you know, your own point of view is woven into the story about like right. who you are as a creative. Then, then you kind of have some more bargaining power to be like, oh, it's June and you want a gay film photographer? Well, you know, <laughs> it's going to be me or no one else. <laughs> <laughs> near four other people like whatever whatever the number is right what got you into street photography like what kind of brought that on once you moved to new york yeah well i mean i feel like it's you know i i know like one or two people that take i would say beautiful photos of new york but i think that's pretty it's difficult to do that so street photography kind of feels like the only option that you can actually do all year round and Mm. kind of rain or shine a little bit and it doesn't you know you're not waiting for the light and especially during the winter time like I went out today and you get just sort of a narrow window it's super harsh light mm-hmm. goes away really quickly but it's okay if it's cloudy still you know you can go and go and shoot you're not waiting like a landscape photographer for this beautiful moment to kind of open mm, up in front yeah. of you yeah that's all I have to say about that <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought so I was like do we freeze again <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I totally missed that because I I I don't live in such a populated area anymore, so it kind of sucks to not have that hustle and bustle. Like I lived in Nashville, so it was like Mm. a a constant and I just I really miss that. And I understand why I used to hear people say all the time, like, oh, I love street photography so much, but I just can't do it in my town. Like I don't. And I always be like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And you can do it anywhere. And now here I live in like Podunk, Pennsylvania, and I haven't seen a single human being outside in in (laughs) two years. So I get it. I mean, it does. It feels like cheating a little bit being in New York because you have such an insane cross section of people and tourists and you know, locals that have like lost their mind a long time ago. Um, <laughs> mm. And I don't like, 
I really like to research. So I think it was just something new for me to research as well. It was like, I'm going to sit down and, you know, figure out how to zone slash range focus. And that's something that I can kind of pour over. And then I'm going to sit down and go through, you know, revisit a lot of the greats that I covered in my community college class that I forgot about because that woman got shot and that kind of like (laughs) took over (laughs) what I was thinking about. Um, yeah, so it was just like something new for me to kind of sink my teeth into versus when I was in LA, you know, I would research like, where can I, where, where are the places that I can drive to or what's like yeah, you know, an interesting yeah. desert town, that sort of thing. Man, do you shoot every day? Are you like uh, out on the street every day or? No, I get really lazy sometimes. I've picked it back up recently because my goddamn PlayStation broke. I was in the middle of playing it. I was like 70 hours into The Witcher 3 oh. for like the second. I I played it years ago, but I was replaying it. And the, the screen just shut off. So, you know, I did all the troubleshooting. If anyone at the Sony Corporation is listening to this, <laughs> I am not going to pay $230 to have it fixed. So someone do something. Um, mm. And so I stopped having like the easy out to just say like, oh, it's not really nice out today. I think I'll just I'll see what like Geralt's up to, uh, have to go kill like whatever thing in the woods. So I don't have that crutch anymore. And I don't like, I'm not someone that really likes to binge TV. Yeah. I hate the streaming services. I like to, I either, I like to be tortured. I want to look forward to something on a Sunday night and get excited over it. I don't want to sit inside and like watch 15 hours of anything. So yeah, all that's to say I've been going out a lot more often, um, Mm. than I was before. And it's just been kind of nasty, but you know, thanks to global warming, we've had some 65 degree days. Yeah. Crazy. My, Beautiful yeah. days. Yeah. yeah, I was in a light jacket for like three, four days in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, How long did it take you to learn zone focusing? Because that's like my, like when you said, I'm like the same way, like, okay, this is the new thing I want to figure mm-hmm. out and learn. And I get excited to like do that. And it's something I've been meaning to do for a while, but I just haven't had the time to like go out. I think I'm like afraid because I know I'm going to waste the whole role, you know? So I'm like, I don't want to go do, like, I just have to go do that, you know? I have to go and, like, mess I, I up. I don't think you will. I believe in you. I think if you've spent a lot of time in with photography in general, once you get the gist of it, it's like, all right, you know, I know on this lens, like, five feet is going to be basically, like, the center of right. the little, the little, like, knob. And I don't, I thought it was pretty easy. And I was intimidated by it just because of everyone being like, oh, you know, it's crazy. You can hit focus every time. It's like, well, I'm shooting on portrait 800 yeah. during the day. It's at like F11 or F8. You know, mm. like how how far off is my guess really going to be? Right. The, I've missed some stuff where like I do feel sad about it. You know, like I there was this woman that exited a building. I think I was on Fifth Ave. And she had had like full face. She had like the rhinoplasty bandages on. Ooh. Ooh with the two black eyes and she even had like the sort of facelift bandage around and I think I was eating like a hot dog and so I couldn't (laughs) I like tried to go as quickly as possible to focus on her and I just missed it and that one haunts me to this day I hate Um, that but I think if you picked it up you know you're familiar with your camera and your lens like you could you won't waste a roll You'll get on it quickly. Just go out and it, when it's bright. Yeah, because my also that's the other thing. I have the M4, so that I there's I don't have the meter either. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that also holds me back because I am never sure, even though I'm yeah. probably sure. You know, I'm like I don't know. You'll get to a place where it's like, oh, it's pretty sunny out, so I know it's going to be you know like five hundredths of a second, right? At like 
F F eleven. Yeah, no question. And yeah, I think that's a big thing too. Shooting a faster speed film gives you like a better distance, you know, and yeah. you can put your shutter faster, which helps out a lot too. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. never go below five hundred if I can avoid it because it's just I'm moving and the other person's moving. You just you set yourself up for heartbreak otherwise. Yeah. Man, that portrait 800, though. It's I so know. expensive. Because oh, I, I was just looking at prices because, you know, Timothy, you were like, you better yeah, stock 12 up. Days left. Like, well, I think yeah, it's like 12 days now. left. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I just did this a year ago. I have to like I convince know. my husband like I have to buy a. I, he's like, why? I I I'm like because. <laughs> but yeah, I was looking at Portrait 800, and I was like, Jesus, it's almost twenty dollars a roll. Yeah. Like, Are you guys? Do you guys do Film Supply Club? So I just we, was about to. I we yeah. we've had we've had him on the show, and somebody mm-hmm. else said that that's the way to go. Yeah, that's that's the only way I buy it because otherwise you're like exchanging words with these shopkeepers in New York that are like, yeah. oh, yeah. we're just responding to the demand. So it's going to be $230 for 10. That's insanity. Like, <laughs> and I think often about this tweet I saw a while ago. I don't even remember what the context was, but the gist of it was like, oh, like a lot of people don't mention, but if you bring a gun, it's free. So I think about that when I'm buying oh film God. all the time. <laughs> yeah. Only works once, though. Yeah, you only get one. Yeah. Stop yeah. be like, oh, my God, that's so funny. Because, <laughs> like, that's where we're at as a community. Like, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just put it all in the bag. Don't ask any questions. <laughs> I won't hurt you. <laughs> I need to try out um, Cinestill 400D. I have, I've only shot Ooh, one roll. And the lab that processed it, I feel like they were maybe getting on their feet and it was super green mm. and yellow yeah. to the point where I was like really struggling to make it look like it was from this earth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then I'll see someone get results where I look at it and I'm like, that that just looks like Portrait 400 to me. Yeah. It does have a very Kodaky look to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The first roll I shot, I was like, this is my new, my new portrait, my new thing. And other people were like, what? It's, it's like way off. It's crazy. And I'm like, I love, I've been getting good results. I don't know. I think it's super lab dependent. Yeah. How Agreed. they're. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you're like putting magenta up to nine plus uh-huh. ninety, and then the skin tones are kind of getting weird. But I, you know, I have faith. Again, if like anyone out there from Cinestill is listening to this, and they want to send me a brick. <laughs> I'm, I'll shill. I can be a whore on Instagram for, for that. Same. All of us. I know. Yeah. I have no pride. Yeah. I wonder what's gonna like what what the whole film price hike thing's gonna do this time around because they're saying it's it's for getting more people to run more shifts to produce more film like is that the case or is it kind of like the last hurrah they're just trying to like no, <laughs> don't say that that freaks me out I don't know though it's <laughs> just so weird that it's going up that much again I yeah don't I don't believe you know I love Kodak but I don't believe any corporation when they're like this money is going to go directly to staff yeah like when has that ever been true since like 1957 right Right. i don't know i i I posted a a tweet the other day or like a poll because i've been like because of all this i've been like feeling feelings and i i I put a poll like if film went away like would you still be into photography or want to do photography Mm. and that the it was like yes definitely not as much or no and like for me it's like Yes, definitely, but also like not as much, you know. Yeah, it's like a two part. You know, I fell in love with the art of photography, and I still like look at look at photography, and I don't really care how it was made mm-hmm. as long as I am like drawn to the image. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? 
but then I'm also like a snob sometimes. And I'm like, well, <laughs> what, what is, was that like on what, like what stock was that? Like what camera was, you know, like, mm-hmm. and for me, I know that like all my personal work is film. Like I will, I will never pick up a digital camera to shoot my kid aside from my iPhone or mm-hmm. like if I go on a trip, it's all, it all has to be, I need all of that. I need the, the feel of the camera, the mm-hmm. sound of the shutter, the button. I need the rolling, you know, choosing the film. So it's interesting because like, what if it goes away? Like, does that mean this community that we have is going to be like, all right, on to something else. I'm going to go do records or music or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, I mean, I have no idea. It's like anything in life that stresses me out. I feel like I just, I perish the thought. Like I'm going to. Mm-hmm shove it deep down until I'm forced to reckon with it if I am forced Mm. to reckon with it in my lifetime and the same but the same thing with the price hike like it sucks it's awful but then I think about you know I went to the bar last night and was like I I had no problem spending $20 on a Negroni Mm -hmm. and I I peed that out that night it wasn't even like I savored (laughs) it until the next day I didn't get to hang on to it right so I don't know. I've spent more on less. Yeah. 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 I just think we like to complain though, too. Like as a society, I mean, the we need for, something for to sure bitch about. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Complain. But it's like, yeah. okay, so you do just savor it more. Like, okay, so like, you know, I'll only shoot this for this special thing and I'm going to like treasure it more and I'm going to make the prints from this instead of just like dumping it on a hard drive. I'm going to like mm-hmm. print these out and put them in a book and like it's extra special if it's, if it's not as accessible, you know, or is it just going to be too sad? Like, am I just going to be you know, t- just too upset that I can't shoot it at excess like I used to, you know? Yeah. Mm. I find myself getting more precious about the medium, like at least with 35. To me, that's still, I can like sp- spray and pray a little bit, even though I'm not yeah, yeah. doing yeah. that as if it were a digital camera. Right. And then with 120, I get way choosier where mm. it might take me um, like two months to go through one roll of it because I'm just waiting for like the exact moment each time I'm gonna mm. press it. It feels harder to justify, you know, spending the twenty dollar dev scan cost on ten images plus the right. bloated film price versus at least I'm getting like whatever thirty seven, thirty eight mm-hmm. frames yeah. with the like first and last of the roll on on a thirty five. I hate when we have to have this conversation. I know. It's like every, it was like a, you know, a little over a year ago. I bought, I bought like $200, $200 worth of film in December of last year and was like, yeah. all right. And then it's like, and you those five rolls again. are gone already. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But I've been also like getting into like the, because I was this Portra 400, like, that's all I shoot. It's all I want. I love it. Mm. Blah, 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 blah. And, then, and then like, I just recently have gotten into gold and like color plus and like I'm really into color plus right now. And even that's expensive now, you know, yeah. I missed it when it was like five ninety nine or whatever. Yeah. It pisses me off too, for how much it is when the label is like so simplistic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause I'm like, wait, is this gold or what is this? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, at least put like, make me feel a little better. Make the role look nicer <laughs> now that it's not like the cheap little, whatever Walgreens find. Seriously. I still have some, I have Walgreens. I have them in a separate Ziploc baggie in my little film storage. I have Walgreens, Walmart and CVS film. And <laughs> they're all in their little 35 millimeter canisters. Crack them open. The time is yeah. now. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I think I have enough film. I, I like have that anxiety of like, ooh, I'm going to run out of film one of these days. But I was such a hoarder throughout the last. Yeah, it was funny. It's been January. I think it was like January 
18th or 28th, I was just looking last night, was when I got my first film camera again of uh, 2012 or 2013. So it's been like officially 10 years wow. of being back into film cool. photography. And I saw that last night. It was a Minolta XG that I put three rolls through and then it broke. But it's like I've been so obsessed with it that I've been yeah. stashing like a squirrel for so long. Like I have... <laughs> I have Tupperware tubs filled of film. It might not be my favorite film. And yeah. who knows how like expired and shitty it is. I think I'll be okay at least for a couple of years if it if the well runs dry. But do you shoot expired film? Occasionally, yeah. I don't tr- I don't trust it. Me either. I don't tr- I don't trust it at all, but I finally grew a pair and was like, I'm gonna do this. And I shot a four pack of Kodak Gold eight hundred mm. and made a whole zine out of it because I loved how cruddy and nasty mm. the shots looked. That it had a certain vibe to it where, I mean, I wouldn't use it for a trip into the city or something like that. It, yeah. It's definitely like a use at your own risk type of situation. So, and then we have people who like boil film and put it in like vinegar and wine. And Film's it's just like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so crazy. Who has the time? Oh, they're out there. It's a big thing. <laughs> I follow a couple groups. Yeah. So is there like a zine in your future or like a book that you want to do? What's the what's the goal with the street photography? Because it's really good stuff. Thank you. Great question. I have no idea what my goal is. I love the idea of having a physical copy of something, but then I mm. always, you know, it's like, who's going to buy that? It's going to be my parents buying two copies <laughs> and there. then me yeah, feeling very anxious about how many thousands of dollars did I spend to like make this thing that no one's buying and... Well, I put a poll up on Instagram and everyone said they'd buy it. And those people aren't <laughs> yeah. buying it. I'm like sending psychotic DMs to people. Being, uh-huh. You said you'd get one. <laughs> um, but regardless, you know, like the, the idea of having something physical is really appealing. But I don't know. Like I would love to have some sort of point of view versus I'm just leaving my apartment and walking around and taking these photos, Mm. like some sort of organizing principle. Um, I do a lot of photo editing in my professional life. And then I find it's kind of difficult to step back and be the editor on my own Mm. images to arrange them. So I don't know. I saw Pauly B. He released his zine recently and he was very gracious and, and had a good YouTube video about his process of how he narrowed down, you know, which platform or which publisher he was using. So he was kind of brave and went out and figured it out for other people. Yeah, it was a good yeah, video. I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I'm also kind of dumb and where I just want things to fall in my lap. And I, I'm like, one day I hope someone reaches out to me yeah. and just says, do you want to yeah. do something? Because <laughs> it's not, you know, I don't expect to like ever make any money from it or anything like that. Mm. So I, I don't know. I feel the same way about the whole money situation, but there's something like personally fulfilling about putting your photos and something you can flip through that even if you make like 10 of them, you know what I mean? It's even if it's like a dummy on blurb, I use blurb all the time. I mean, blurb gets knocked a lot for its quality and it's stuff like that. But I feel like in the same situation of where I know I'm going to, I might sell 16 of them and, you know, five of them went to my family. I know Chris yeah. is getting one, you know, yeah. like it's <laughs> like all my buds are getting a copy. So, you know, I mean, it would be awesome putting a book together, but just to like put a little flip through for yourself. And I always carry one in my book bag too, especially when like I was shooting on the street in Nashville yeah. and stuff where people were like, 
what the hell are you doing? And I'm like, this is what I do. And I like would hand them my book and, and they're like, okay, I get it. Now I don't want to beat you up or I'm still yeah, going to beat you up. One of the two. You know? <laughs> it's like you're, it's like having your own little religious pamphlet that you can yes, yes, exactly. sort of like cool the waters with. Um, I, I looked once at uh, similar to blurb, I think it's called artifact uprising. That might be yeah. it, mm-hmm. but they, yeah. you know, they had their own mm-hmm. little like platform yeah. to, you could play around and have like a double truck or whatever, like do your page layouts. And that was fun. And I had fun on it for probably 25 minutes. And then I was like, all right, moving on, going to abandon this forever. (laughs) Yeah. And then I see some people put out really nice, you know, the more hardcover stuff. And that's where. Mm, That's my dream. Yeah, Me too. Like that's like, I don't really shoot anything, anything that's like, I I feel like your work lends itself to a book really easily. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what would I do? You know, it's like, I don't know what I would make a book out of. Like palm but I, trees. You know, I feel the same way. I look at it and I'm like, who the hell cares <laughs> about this person's, you know, they're smoking crack out of an apple or whatever, or weed out of an apple. Like, why is this? Someone's going to have this in their house. It's yeah. so funny how, how we all like feel the way we feel about our work. Like, yeah, I think like, it's good yeah. to, to have a healthy hatred of, of what you're making versus loving it too much. Then it's like, ugh, get a grip. There are like seven people alive today that should really love what they're doing. That's true. And I think that's it. <laughs> it is a very saturated uh, market. <laughs> yeah. It's like it, Joel Meyerowitz, I think, in an interview, who's saying, you know, talking about like the digital age, how much crap there is out there now. It's mm-hmm. like there's some gems in there, certainly, but a lot of it's crap. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I agree. So when you go out to shoot in the city and stuff, are you are you kind of like a lone wolf or do you? Because I know the community is pretty strong in New York City, like that whole, you know, like Polly D crew of people that are kind of just out Mm -hmm. and about in the city. Like, do you like to shoot with somebody or are you more kind of like shooting by yourself type thing? I don't I don't like to shoot with anyone. I find it really distracting and it's then you kind of end up getting the same thing. Sure. Mm. You know, I'll go out and I'll shoot with um, kind of the only person that I will do this with. I'll see Polly and we'll say hi to one another and then we just kind of like go back to our own corner of the ring our little office space yeah <laughs> um but i'll go out sometimes with my, um, my friend saul he's i don't know if you know him he's at the colorblind cowboy yeah yeah and we've we've done it a few times now we have a nice rapport where you know we don't have to be talking the whole time and we're both kind of like cognizant and gracious to go like hey that one i think that one's for you go go get that so go get it. we're not really yeah. like overlapping t- too much and i don't get i'm very rarely pressed about like uh, you know, I have to get this over him getting it. Yeah. So it's okay. You know, it's fine. Like we have a nice, we have a nice time doing it. And it's not too in the way, but I, I find, you know, if, if I'm going out and there are a lot of dudes on the corner, it's like, then it gets distracting when people are trying to chat a little too much. I just, I want to put my AirPods in and have them on mute and hear if I get a text and that's it. I want to pretend that I'm in my own world, but you know, yeah. really I'm just listening out if someone's going to like stab me or whatever. <laughs> yep. Yep. If the day has finally arrived. Let's hope not. Yeah. Yeah. I see. That's, that's, that's how I am too. I always enjoyed the, the solo. Cause I, I, I'm more of like the, the photography stuff has always been like my antidepressant medication mm. that I need to do like that walking in the, it's so funny. Cause in your poly episode, you talk about Jessica Lang. Oh and... yeah. You have me all hyped up on Jessica Lang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I on, love like, her the... so much. She's so chic. Yes. She has great like... taste. She has the M6. She has the Cartier tank watch. The, uh-huh. whole, she yes. has the whole package. She's just I was. I said to him, I was like, okay, how do we get Jessica Lang on the show? Like, <laughs> yeah. How yeah. can we it. email 
I think she would. Yeah, yeah that's just... what I kind of felt like. I was like after because I went and looked at that talk, and I was like, I feel like she would. I'm. Uh, you guys, you got Jeff Bridges. I mean, for crying out loud. <laughs> I, that's what, see, literally. So I, I mean, I was like, if I go on Actors Access or find her agent somehow, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to name drop all the like starting with him. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. this actor's been on. This actor's been on. So we have to have a, a woman. And, you know, Jessica. I think she would love. The chance to discuss her photography work. I don't think she often has a chance. She's done a few gallery shows, and I know she's had a feature in like maybe New York Mag or something like that. Yeah. But you know, it's not okay. her. It's not her main game. So I think she'd yeah. probably be like pretty excited to, to talk. Okay, now I'm definitely gonna try and figure it out. It was yeah. just oh, so yeah. nice though to hear her her take on like the going out and walk. I forget what that like theory was Derive. called. Or, yes, yeah. yes. Like I'm just I I do that and I didn't even know I was doing it. Like when I mm-hmm. when I leave the house, you know, I throw a couple cameras and stuff in my bag, a pack of crackers if I need them, and I just go. And wherever it takes me, it takes me. And there's there's just something so wonderful about that. Like I love that. It's like a dance with with the with the world type thing. Or maybe mm-hmm. I'm just being too cheesy about it, but like, <laughs> it's it's just fun. And then to hear her talk about that, it's like I always in in these talks, I'm always like I'm the only one. And then you hear somebody talk about yeah. stuff like that, and you're like, oh shit, no, I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love that she just seems like a another cerebral sad sack. That's she's going yes. out and letting her mind wander, and then physically wandering as well. There's something very charming about that because. She does at this point in her career seem like such a mythological figure almost, you know, Pat, she portrayed Patsy Cline and had all these great yeah. roles and she's just like sort of an, another kindred like freak loner. Yes. Not living in Beverly Hills, like was out in New Orleans for a while just doing her own thing. Does she have a book? She, she has like she has five a few books. books. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So do you plan on staying in the city for, for the long haul or what, what's your what's your future looking like? That's a great question. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I go back and forth all the time because it's I like L.A. for certain things and I like New York for certain things. I like driving. I miss driving here. Oh, yeah. I have my car up in Connecticut. I'll go visit my parents and just do like meandering road trips out on like farm, mm. twisty turny farm roads. Oh, yeah. And then New York is just like... It's such a cesspool sometimes where I'm like, what, like, am I really going to buy some insanely expensive two bedroom hole in the wall apartment and that's it? No yard for the rest of my yeah. life? Like, mm. yeah. Insane. Um, so I don't know, you know, Powerball, that would really be the answer. And then I can just <laughs> <laughs> reject society and kind of have my own bolt holes in different cities. Man, how cool would that be? Wow. And buy all the film. Yeah. Uh-huh. No matter how much it costs. Oh, I'd buy yeah, Kodak I would, I would with take that it $2 from billion. everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would yeah, I would own Kodak and then yes. they would just send it to me and no one else. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about YouTube because I've been trying to make my way back to YouTube recently because I was on a little hiatus. You had a baby. I had a baby, you know. But your does. YouTube's really good, and I, I, are you gonna do more? What's what? What are your um, thoughts well, on that? Right now, I'm I'm doing this podcast with you guys on a MacBook Air, so <laughs> I couldn't. You know, if I even probably tried to upload one single like thirty second video clip to this, it would probably catch fire. <laughs> um, so right now, my hurdle is I need a new computer. Yeah. And I get a periodic comment or message of people being like, you know, please, would you go back and do this? And I watched, you know, I didn't think the videos were very good. It's nice that people do think they're good. Um, I actually sat down this morning and I read, I read some comments that had come in over the past few weeks after 
the walkie talkie episode because obviously people were seeing my channel that hadn't before. And one guy I really loved, he, he left this unhinged comment that I found so flattering. He, he was like, (laughs) he was like, New York hasn't been like, no one should have no one should be caring about New York since after 9-11. You know, pr- prove me, prove it. Wow. It's like, okay, well, what does that even mean? It sounds, yeah. like, it sounds like you're saying that I'm supposed to prove that New York isn't worthwhile after 9-11. But I think what he actually meant was the, the burden of, you know, undoing the cultural decline post-terrorism is yeah. on my shoulders and it's <laughs> on my YouTube channel. So I don't really know how I'm supposed to fix that, but that's better get started. my job I mean, now. <laughs> yeah, you better like, get started. So from me. Um, so that feels, you know, it's one, I have to get the computer. Two, I have to bring New York back to a cultural renaissance um, right. that we had before the uh, George Bush era. Uh, yeah, so I, I would like to get back into it. I feel like a dork ass loser when I wear the GoPro that it's very hard for me to, to take my head out of it. I get, I feel like it's a distraction and people notice you more when you're walking around like a, like a fucking cop, Yeah, you know, about to do some human rights violations or whatever. (laughs) like turning that thing off. All of those are hurdles that I'm up against. Uh, but I feel like I'm back in the groove a little bit. So maybe I could go out and get some actual photos that I'm proud of and would be happy to throw up on YouTube. And, and I'm always, you know, my harshest critic. I read some nasty comments from the walkie talkie thing. That's like, girl, get in line. Like I've, I've thought even worse about myself. So <laughs> yeah, those YouTube comments is funny. Like they used to really hurt my feelings. Now I, it, it, when we'll come in, I'll be like something really horrible. I'm like, cool. Just like, yeah, it, whatever. I think you're a, like, I have never in my life, the only time I've ever commented on the internet is on someone's Instagram that I know or YouTube right. that I yeah. know where I'm like, good job. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you Normal. can really separate the population by like, you're either a uh-huh. freak that's going to log on and comment about a stranger as if they're not going to read it or like give some sort of unwarranted opinion, or you're going to mind your own goddamn business and just say, think to yourself, I didn't like that. And then, yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's insane behavior to me to be like, oh, yeah, here's my, uh, I took time out of my life of which I only have one and there's a limited <laughs> amount of time and I wrote a missive. <laughs> but yeah. I don't, it, it's, it's a weird space because I think people feel like it's their sort of right to weigh in when it's like, ah, you know, I'm not making money to do this. This is just, if yeah. you don't like it, move on. And, and I don't even like it. So maybe I'm, I won't do it again. Then we oh, both don't win. <laughs> Somebody once like they it was like when I first got on there and I was like not used to like trolls being trolls. But he said something that, like really t- it touched her. It was literally like, oh, she's a bad photographer. Mm. And I was like, what the? <laughs> and I was like, too bad. I, I was like, you know, that's how I make my living. I must be so bad at it. You know, like people I literally paying me money. Yeah. People are paying me yeah. money from. I, so I was like about to say all this. And then I was like, it's not even worth it. I was like, forget yeah. it. <laughs> I would never comment back, but I'm also Don't feed the trolls. I'm stupid. And I take the bait every time and it pisses me off. And I'll like, I'll look for their like social security number and find, you know, what their Instagram account is. Like one guy wrote this insane tirade against me. Like it didn't, he took the wrong impression from the video, like misunderstood what my career had been. Wrote this long thing about me, how much I, my photos suck, blah, blah, blah. I found his Instagram and it was this German guy that was taking really bad, like almost boudoir type Mm, shots of, Uh yeah, of course. It was like, 
cosplay sort of really poorly lit studio stuff. So I was, so I felt satisfied for half a second. And then I was like, what the hell am I doing? Like, why yeah. am I bothering yep. this? <laughs> I'm not reading these anymore. And I, I didn't read them since. I think it's probably for the best. So I was can. like, man, I'm, I'm a f- loser for caring about this right now. But I mean, yeah. it's in our human nature though. I mean, how can yeah. you not when somebody's just sure. picking you apart, you know, it's like, what the hell? No, yeah. I could never be famous. I mean, you have to, to be famous and have social media is like, what are you doing? You have to be Kate Blanchett and just be logged off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, or like Taylor Swift is like, comments are off. Nobody gets to yeah. say anything. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just be quiet. That's it. Yeah. That's probably what I would do. Be like, nope. Nobody's opinion. Yeah. You can't. You can't. I mean, the general public, my God, terrible people. Yeah. You have to <laughs> shut it down. <laughs> yeah. That's the point of like where social media, like once you break into the normies, when they start coming in and flooding your thing and everybody, you know, everybody's an armchair expert. They know yeah. everything. Yeah. They're, what they do is perfect. And yeah, you know, it's just. It's insane. It's like that that mega troll. I forget what his name is. He's he's gotten like everybody in the uh, he was on like Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Chris, you know who I'm talking about. He used to are message. You, are, us. You, are you are you really gonna speak his name on this podcast? Oh, I'm not gonna Absolutely say his name. Not. No, no, screw yeah, that guy. Uh-uh. But I'm just saying, like people <laughs> like that. Like you've got to exert some Something's serious energy. Something's- to bring yeah. that much negativity across the board. It's the yeah. whole, I, I don't know if it's like the pick me like syndrome or something like uh-huh. where they're mad that they're not a part of it or, or I don't, I just don't know what it is. It, it baffles me because I, I would never leave a nasty comment or yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't yeah, know. It's don't weird. It. It's just yeah. weird. But I hope that doesn't like defer you from like once you get your new laptop. Yeah. I mean, I, no, I think I'll, I'll give it another try. I have some footage and some photos I never posted that I, I had started making an edit and then my computer shit the bed. So I could go into that, but I was thinking to do maybe like a little, uh, day trip video or something up yeah. in like upstate New York, that kind of thing. It's not as exciting. Cause you know, I'm going to, I'm going to have like four photos that I like of a field. Um, <laughs> so I don't know that it'll be heavy on the photo content, but at least some of when I started getting into film photography, some of my favorite videos that I would watch would be like photo road trip. Yeah. yeah. It's yep. more about just the hangout than, yeah. you know, I'm like learning anything direct. It's You learn kind of by just seeing what their process is. Before the pandemic, we traveled a bunch, mm. just like we went to New Orleans and stuff like that. And I had vlogged the trip and I was like, this is going to be a, a vacation vlog and I'm going to sh- take pictures along the way so like i'll talk about the film and stuff like that but it was more fun because i wasn't thinking like okay well now i have to be like okay this is what i'm doing with this camera and this is it was more just like we're going here and i'm gonna take some photos and come along you know yeah i think those are the most at least for me they're the most interesting like i rewatched one the other day that i hadn't i watched it probably three years ago and they're just charming it's yeah no it's kind of about the person more than their work and watching them like eat a banana in a rental car or something. (laughs) (laughs) You have like a parasocial relationship going on. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Cause it's, it's so hard to like, I, I mean, I did YouTube stuff too. It's just so hard to focus on like 10 things at once. Like you're focusing Mm -hmm. on taking the photos, you're focusing, making sure the video looks right. And then you got to do the edit and then you got to get the film back. You know, it's just like so much, but that's why I love the POV videos so much. Like Mm -hmm. one, I feel like it's such a personal take. Like it's you, 
you know, like right. you're going out. It's a bird's eye. Well, it's not even a bird. It's like a chess eye view of, <laughs> of you hitting the city. You know what I mean? Which is it's, it's different. A than, <laughs> it's, it's a little, little booby eye view of hitting the city. And it, it's just cool to see that because that's that's what I'm into. I'm always into. Yeah. I remember when uh, uh, Joe, when Joe Greer did his street diaries. Is that what it was called? Yeah. Or split? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And dude, I was blown away. If you go to those videos and you look at the comments I left on those, like I sounded like a maniac. I was like, oh, you just invented the wheel. Like, I want to kiss you. Yeah. Come here. <laughs> but um, it was just like, I love that stuff. I live, yeah. especially New York City, man, fast pace. Yeah. And yeah. like your SantaCon video, I, I probably oh, watched yeah. it like six times because I love that shit. Thank like, you. I love it. I hated yeah. those photos so much. I oh. thought. Man, oh. uh, anyone that can take flash photos and make the colors look nice and how they want yeah, to, like, yeah. big respect to them. That's tough. That is tough. Yeah. And yeah, video is so daunting. Then I'll, you know, I'll see, it's just a whole other world that I like refuse to learn anything else about. Mm. I like the GoPro because it's, you press the button and that's it. Yeah. 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 But then I'm getting frustrated because I want, I'm like, oh, I want it to look cinematic and I would really like, yeah. um, uh-huh. you know, a color treatment. I have to get, I got to get someone, a freelance person on here for like $400 an hour to do some beautiful yep. color yep. treatments for me. It's yeah. You, it's such a, a rat hole. Like I don't, it is, I would love to up my game in that way, but it felt already enough that I was hopping on in design and like making title cards and, you know, yeah. Working. See, that's the stuff I don't know how to do. I don't know yeah. how to, I want, that's, I want to like level up too. And I, like that, what I don't know how to do. And yeah, that's part of it, you know? And like, it's a whole I, other in design alone. It's like, you know, I know people who have, you know, they have like a master's in design and I'm texting mm-hmm. them like, um, can you do me a favor and tell me exactly, uh, bullet point by bullet point, how to, you know, do something. I, when I was coming, wanting to come back, cause I had just, you know, I had my baby and I was like, okay, I'm going to come back like in a huge way. And I'm like, I was telling my husband, I'm like, I'm, what if I cashed out some stock and like hired a team? And he was like, can you sit down? <laughs> just like sit down for a second. And I was like, what do you, I was like, that would be like, then I could like really like mean something, you know? And he was like, I don't know. <laughs> you should not cash out your, your stock ever. And you don't need a team. And I was just like, all right, all right. Yeah, I would put a pin in that one. You know, want to yeah, wait like I- maybe 30 more yeah, years but, I know that. exactly but I, I was just like that's how I because I felt like I feel like I'm I'm like n- not good at all you know and I was mm. like these people are doing it and I can't do I'm good at the photo part but I can't like, also be cinematic like you said and like the title cards and I was like I need a team yeah like in a dream world you know well you need that other person that's you know they're the they're the other dork outside holding the, yeah. the thing up <laughs> yeah. and the public is looking at you like, oh, embarrassing. What are, what, who do they mm-hmm. think they are? <laughs> but, I, but I like the, you know, you can keep it simple. I've done the boob eye view mm-hmm. um, vlogs too. And, yeah. you know, you just, just, you can run and gun it too. It, it doesn't yeah. have to be. And that's kind of where I'm like, where I'm back now, where i am come down to earth. I'm like, okay, I'm going to put them out as I can. And yeah. they're going to be, they're going to be m- more personality versus like cinematic. Yeah. I think it's the only way to do it. Otherwise, you get so um, it's like the what is it the like perfection? Yes, yeah. Whatever the rhyme. Frozen. I was frozen. Yeah, because it won't be good enough. So then you'll just never do it, and nothing will ever go live. Yeah, that's where that's where I get stuck because I just it has to be. It has to be so perfect. And I'm the worst, too. I'm always like, dude, I got 17 videos lined up. They're all ready to go. (laughs) And then I don't post for two years. You know what I mean? It's just like, 
I can't help it. I get so jazzed when I'm in the mood. I'm like, this is it. I finally, I feel yeah. it again. Like, and then I'll film. I have a, I call it the lost files. Like I have a whole <laughs> four terabyte or no, it's 14 it's terabyte. tape of. Yeah. It's just <laughs> so channel. much stuff I can just pick from and make a video out of now. I just have to find the photos or something, you know, and put it together. And I, you, got, you have to post them faster though, because at least for me, I find my editing style would change. Like I'll, in one month, I'll be uh-huh. like, ooh, I, yeah. that was too over the top. Like I've walked it back since then. Do you do you ever feel that way about your photography too? Like, are you ever like, I'm not like perfectionist. Like I'm not going to go do it because I know I'm not going to be what I think I need to be. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like I'll post stuff and then I'll look at what I posted a month ago and I'm like, Oh, it's not enough. Like I, what am I Archive. doing? Like I don't Archive. feel, yeah, I don't feel like I want to do this right now because it's not good enough. And then I just remember like it, it this does not, it's for me. It doesn't matter. Like, who am I getting right. so like? I'm getting my panties in a bunch over what for what for why? Yeah, yeah. It's just to have fun and to like see myself grow over time. To look back at my own page and be like, oh, look how far I came. Versus, you know, I hate that <laughs> idiot. Yeah. Mm. And it's interesting like to see the edit progression too, because even just just this past week, I felt like, oh, I've I've gotten a little bit better at you know, where I want my colors to be. And because mm. that's, that feels like the hamster wheel too, that I'm always on where, you know, I may have gotten a shot that I love, but I didn't, I didn't like the edit and I don't really quite know how to get the edit where I want it to be, or it's not quite how I remember the colors that day. And then I'll revisit something a year later and I'm like, Oh, I, I love this picture now because I read, yeah. I, yep. I did yeah. it over again. I copy pasted from something last week. What are you guys editing with? Are you on Lightroom? Yeah, I'm always Lightroom. Yeah. Photoshop. Really? Mm-hmm. I, Color correct in Photoshop. I love Photoshop for the tools that Lightroom doesn't have, like, you know, fixing Long. whatever. Yeah. Um, or content aware, that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, content but aware. Oh, that's color, amazing. Yeah. Color correction <laughs> is daunting to me on that. Mm. I mean, I'll use Photoshop if I'm putting like my cat's head on my other cat's head or something like that, <laughs> or like making something funny. But I can tell you the last time I actually drug a photo in there to do, I mean, other than making thumbnails for YouTube, I mm. pull it into Photoshop just so I can use layers and stuff like that. But yeah, like I'm old school, but I use, see, I, I do you guys use classic Lightroom or, mo- or classic like the, all the way? Uh, see, I can't, I can't even look at it anymore. It looks so old <laughs> and farty to me now like because I've been using the other one because you can use it on your iPad, your, you know, your yeah. MacBook and your iMac, you know, you can yeah. go all between them with the newer one. So, and I opened up classic the other day and I was like, damn, that is ugly. Like that mm-hmm. is I'm just, just so glad they didn't take it away. You know, yeah, I don't think they the up- will. There'll be an up an uprising if that yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah. I use. I'm so bad with my any sort of quote unquote archiving. <laughs> I'm editing everything on Lightroom Mobile because I found that I was editing it on my computer, and this would happen at my work as well. Sometimes I would edit it on my on my desktop, and then I would I would like look at it, you know, on my phone, and the colors would look pretty different from what I yeah, I saw yeah. my final product was on on the desktop. So now I'm just doing everything that you shouldn't be doing. I'm editing only on Lightroom Mobile, saving it to my phone. <laughs> I, it's not saved anywhere else. If I if my phone I, I don't even there's no clock like I'm not even on the clock. If my phone if I it got <laughs> stolen or lost, that's it. That's everything. Oh no. And then when my scans show up in the mail, I just open the second bedroom and I frisbee the envelope <laughs> into it and I close the door. There's no who know like some of the sun is probably shining every day just like on some of those. <laughs> so Oh man. 
coming from a per- you can't see it in my picture right now, but I have a this bookshelf of like all my beautifully stored binders oh of my negatives. God. I wish I every- wish I was <laughs> there. But see now now it's too daunting, so I just keep stacking in the envelope on top of every- just you it's, guys are it's getting me. higher and higher and higher. I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm like I'll look at the postage, what what date it was, and then I'll figure out if I if that's yeah. the one I want, I'll open it up. Yeah. <laughs> it's a perfect system. Oh, I love it. Yeah, so I've I've actually lost some stuff, so that's where I'm now I'm like, no, I'll never mm-hmm. not no, not again. Yeah. That's funny. We'll be right back with a listener question for Emily right after this message from our sponsor. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply just wanted to pop in here quick and let you guys know about our patreon only developing hang nights now we've done a bunch of these already they're a ton of fun we talk shop we develop some film we laugh we hang out we also tried to get a former guest for these so if that sounds like something you're interested in head over to patreon.com analog talk patreon is the best way to support the show All right, guys, this is the part of the show where we take a question from one of our listeners. And this week's question comes from Caitlin Bagwell. She asks, how do you cope with being female in a male-dominated art form? That's a great question. That is a great question. At least for me personally, I feel like since a young age, you know, I used to have a really hideous bowl cut and I was skating in middle school um, at a half pipe in my backyard. So, sick. you know, (laughs) I don't know if, if... for the listeners at home that haven't seen what I look like, I look pretty uh, visibly gay. I think you could probably peg that from what, 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 what <laughs> was it called, like it. a, a hundred footer. <laughs> you can just you know across the block, whatever. Um, so I feel like I've kind of always been off in my own world, and maybe a little bit mm. in the fringes of you know what I'm maybe from the beginning, like what I'm supposed to be quote unquote doing or what would be like the expected thing of me. Mm. So I don't Mm. know that I'm necessarily coping um, with anything anymore. It's just kind of like a given. And if I'm annoyed by something, you know, I try to change it at least with whatever little power that I do have in my control. So if it's, you know, if it's something at work where I'm in a position with a lot of like men above me, then I'll try to advocate for the other women around me. Or if there's something that they're not seeing, I'll try to help that way. And in my personal life, if I'm frustrated or annoyed by something, I just do not engage with it. And that's, I think the best thing that you can do for yourself is you just keep it moving. Mm. Um, and don't let anybody like, don't let anybody bother you and take your time away. And um, all these people are scrubs. <laughs> it's maybe not the best advice, but that's at least what works for me. Yeah, I, I, I can appreciate that. Like advocating for other women too is is like really important to like, or just advocating for yourself too, you know, but also like advocating for other people because then if we're all on each other's team, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be so... <sighs> Not intimidating, but you know, it doesn't have to be so rough out here. Yeah. You know, I was on set the other day and I don't know what her role was. I think she was part of maybe the art department because they were over, they were over. I'm not sure, but she came up to me and was like, Are you stills? And I was like, Yeah, yeah. She's like, oh, I'd love to see a woman. And she like fist bumped me. <laughs> and I was like, It's nice to like, I was like, I love to see a woman too. Like, you know, like, yeah. 
But it's crazy that she had to come over and like say that, you know, like that means like we probably still have some more work to do. But yeah, I'm happy to be that onset, you know, that person. Yeah, definitely. And I think it depends on the industry, too. I know at least like if you're looking at magazines and things like that, there are a lot of female photo editors. Mm -hmm. But then if you go over to advertising agencies, it can be difficult. It can be sort of like a, a boys club. Yeah. A lot of the time it is getting better. Yeah. But it it can still be frustrating. And I think about that, I forget who said it, that quote sometimes where it's like, you know, I don't want to be a member of any club that would have me. So if I (laughs) I ever feel like I'm being kind of rejected by something, it's like, "Eh, well, then what the hell do I care? Like, Mm, if you don't want me there, I don't want to be there. You know, why would I want to force my way into something that's, that's going to be shitty to me? Yeah. What about the street photography world? I mean, we never see any, you know, we have the greats like Mary Ellen Mark and, you know, Arbus and all that stuff. But do you see, are you seeing any women out there while you're, you know, running the streets? Um, I've, I've seen like one to two. Um, it does, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. It really feels like the prevalence of them dropped off steeply after a certain generation mm. kind of like exited the building. You know, I don't mm. know if it's because there just stopped being any money in it. So naturally, the people that were doing it uh, as their main source of income, they kind of shifted into other photographic arenas, whether it's like, you know, celebrity portraiture, or fine art photography, right. reportage, whatever it is. Or if it's just kind of a symptom of, you know, is it the community? I don't know. I, I've yeah. I saw some comments on Polly's Walkie Talkie where people were suggesting some female street photographers. But oh, cool. cool! Yeah. At least, you know, I was like walking way too fast in that video, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, you don't you don't see them because you're going so fast." It's like, well, <laughs> I was freezing and nervous, so I'm on. Yeah. Like, I'm edging, yeah. starting to jog. Okay. But if I'm out there by myself, like I do like to walk around, but I'll camp sometimes. And you still, you know, I've, I think I've really only ever seen one or two and I would love to see more. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I was just curious. Maybe too, it's, I don't know if it's sort of, I wonder if it's a fear thing, if it feels more dangerous to be on the street because people are more aware of being photographed. And, you know, it's like when you're a woman, you're just any day you could be pushed in front of the subway or whatever whatever other horrible thing is happening so maybe that's an element of it too and women just you know if someone looks more feminine than me maybe they're getting bothered more right or getting followed who knows oi damn it Hmm. yeah i know (laughs) fun thoughts Mm. i'm gonna ask you a fun question <laughs> uh, this is their two part question. This is kind of okay. So, th- if you had to shoot one camera forever, it's your desert island camera, what would it be and why? Um, it might be a boring answer, but I would have, I would say the Leica M6 just because yeah. I love medium format so much, but it would kind of pigeonhole me. And I don't, mm. you know, I saw, I'm blanking on his name, this one photographer that Paulie featured on his channel, and he was using a Mamiya 7, I think for street photography, which is like the images were cool, but that's, you know, you have to really be a persistent hunter with that. It's a lot, it's a slower pace. You're kind of just really waiting for like, you know, the the moment. Mm -hmm. So I I would just say that because I can still do it all. I could do a landscape or I could do a portrait with it and have those lenses in front of me and it would still be something that I could do street with. And also just the size, you know, I've like hiked 
like I went to Iceland and I was hiking around with even the the Mamiya 7, which is quote unquote portable. And after a while, I was like, all right, already. Like, <laughs> I've had it. <laughs> a pack mule. It's a legendary camera. Yeah. 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 And it looks good too. I'm shallow. Like, I want to have something that looks yeah. good. Oh, it's beautiful. Because yeah. yeah. I, I was like looking at your stuff and then I was like looking at your like selfies with it and I was like, Oh, it's so pretty. <laughs> God damn it. And I was telling him, I was like, I want an M6. I'm back on my M6 bullshit. And he was like, just sell your M4 and get it. Yeah. Shut up already. Yeah. yeah, just do it. People will bitch about it. And they're like, oh, well, you, you buy it. Like people just have it for the look. And it's like, well, okay. I have an iPhone. It tells me the time, but I still have a, a watch that I like the look of because it's <laughs> goddamn aesthetic choice. Like, yes, yes. Have a point of view, you know, yeah. have some yeah. style. Yeah. Yep. I think the majority of the M6 hate too is just the people that aren't comfortable pulling the trigger and spending the yeah, money. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's a lot of jealousy. And I hate to say that because I'm not like, oh, well, I got to, you know, it's it's more just like, I get it. When when mm-hmm. I didn't have a Leica and they were thrown in my face every other day, I was a little salty about it, but yeah. you know. But I think that's, I think people have a misconception about it too, because there are still deals to be found i paid yeah i paid 1700 for mine and shut up yeah people will say like get like a get the the contacts g2 or whatever the whatever it is it's like 1700 like you're already kind of in you're getting close enough in that yeah you're right i don't know what the price is for that one these days but you know it's like just i trolled on craigslist and facebook and photo market on reddit and just waited until there was a good deal and then mm-hmm. damn and same thing with my mamiya it's like they're crazy prices now but every so often someone's like i never shot it it's perfect i just want to get rid of it you know i want it to yeah go yeah and they're like i gotta pay my mortgage and you're there yeah. at the right time you know it's collecting it, it, it does happen yeah. and huh. and i also feel like you know there are so many things in this life that I cannot afford and probably will never be able to afford. And I'm not going to get pissed about it. You know, I want an Audemars Pigaway Royal Oak. Am I going to have it? Probably right. not. It's $3,000. <laughs> like, I'm moving on. It looks nice. It looks cool. I'm not going to be a bitch yeah. about it online. I always say to my husband, I'm like, look, there's women who like want to buy all these shoes. You know, mm-hmm. I don't buy shoes. I have like three pairs of shoes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want the, the next like leather purse or whatever the heck. Yep. I just want a camera. A nice. It's always yeah. going to be a camera that I want. Yeah, it's so, not going to go out of style. I'm predictable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a tool. Like you, to me, it's it's like cameras, cars, and watches. You're allowed to be insufferable and like what you like. And yeah. everybody yeah. should just leave you alone about it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Agreed. I I wanted the uh, Fuji 645. Mm. Uh, G, the GA645. I have that one. It's a good camera. <laughs> That's, yeah, I got I that know. one on a good deal, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I was like, because I borrowed one, I used it, and I was like, okay, well, now I definitely want it. Mm-hmm. So I have to, like, you know, plead my case now because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we have a kid and we're married and stuff. And Chris, Visser, and Raphael were both like, well, just tell him it's like your dream camera. I said, I have already used that. Yeah, I can't use that he, one again. He's going to be like, with the Hasselblad, your dream camera. I'm like, correct. <laughs> yes. But also... <laughs> I, I was dating someone once where she would always know if I if I brought something up more than three to four times, <laughs> then it was okay. too like it was too late. And there was our yeah. the decision had already been made internally yeah. and the purchase would eventually happen. Yes. Like, yes. You've told me about a lens that I don't care or understand five times <laughs> yeah. now. So when we're yeah. what's the package in the mail? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you have to, yeah, you uh, just have to do the soft launch, get them used to it, drill, mm-hmm, drill the yeah. name in. Yep, yep, yep. 
Okay, that's so funny. Speaking um, of. Part, yeah, part two. <laughs> is there any camera that you are currently lusting after? Like you're like, this is my white whale. Like I want it so bad, but I can't. Anything you're scrolling eBay for constantly? A couple that I'm not, I'm not doing it to myself yet where I'm like really, like I'm, I've drawn the line in the sand. I need a computer first. So I'm not <laughs> going on Reddit and yeah. like <laughs> taking screenshots of something I shouldn't buy. But um, I've been interested in the X-Pan. Um, mm. I saw a YouTube video a couple months ago of someone shooting with it. And it seems like a, an interesting challenge. But I don't know. I would I would really want to have like some excuse that would merit that camera. It's so yeah. It feels like it's you know it could potentially collect a lot of dust. Um, and then I think a couple I want that I would actually get a lot of use out of. One would be like a Rolleiflex, just because I'd I'd be interested yeah. in doing straight mm. from that perspective. Yeah. yeah. And I like the idea of looking down too. It's a little stealthier. Me too. I love I love waist level. Because mm-hmm. I have the RB six seven. Like I'm not walking. I'm not putting steps in with that thing. And, you know, I'm not yeah, cranking the bellows fast enough yeah. to like, yeah. try to get a shot. <laughs> and then a, a Hasselblad because they're just beautiful and, oh, you know, I like a I beautiful object. Yes. That silver and black, it's sexy. Man. It is. All legendary cameras. Yeah. Yeah, those are all I'll great be, answers. I'll be hitting eBay after this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I loved, I had a Contax T3 and I sold it only because I knew it was kind of a ticking time bomb. Yeah. yeah. Like, those yep. are, God, like as just as a beautiful paperweight. How yeah. can you say no? Perfectly designed camera. It, it's like it's like funny that that part like the it's not just like functionality like we we're talking about before. It's like like it's pretty. Like I think oh, cameras yeah. are so gorgeous. You know what I mean? Like there's such like, works of art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like having something that if I'm going to carry it around with me, then I want to like be interested in having it on my person, yeah. and I'll, I'll look at yeah. it and be excited by how it looks. Be like, ooh, I'll take my camera out today. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah they're definitely like you know, fashion accessories as well. Uh-huh. Man, good answers. Good answers. Great answers. I think I pass. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do I get to live? <laughs> you do. Another day. All right. <laughs> uh, wow, this is, we've been already over an hour. It's funny, we got on, we're like, well, since we already have like half the show done, probably won't even talk that long. Yeah. This is how it always goes. But where can everybody find your work where can they check you out what's your youtube instagram all that you can find me on instagram at the vetiver which you know i wish i had my first and last name but this other bitch emily Howe has it has not responded to any of my dms it's a dead account can you believe oh uh, come and on. i've offered money i've been like i will Venmo you but i just wow. i think she made it in 2012 and like hasn't touched us since anyways so it's the vetiver the i hope you uh, people at home can spell that um and then vetiver is v-e-t-i-v-e-r um and youtube you can search emily how i should pop up and you can search the vetiver as well i don't i honestly don't even know what my handle is on it it might be the period vetiver or it could just be like instagram uh i'm a professional so <laughs> we'll have it linked well below aware. don't worry yeah yeah um, and then I made a dark room also if anyone would like to buy prints oh, and uh, nice. contribute okay. to my new computer fund. Yes. I say new go. computer, oh, yeah. but it's just I'm buying Negronis with that thing or like Manhattans <laughs> and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Timothy, where are you? Guys, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, at Timothy Makeups. There's also some YouTube stuff floating around out there. Easiest way to find that stuff is just go to the search bar, type in Timothy Makeups. Also, timothymakeups.com. And man, that's it for me. Chris, where are you? So I'm Crispy Photo on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Nothing cinematic happening on youtube but you know 
Still go check it out. Booby cam. Uh, we are an- yeah, booby cam. <laughs> we are Analog Talk Pod on Twitter and Analog Talk Podcast on Instagram. And that's it. That it. Thanks, Emily, guys. Emily, thank you so much. This was great. This was great. So fun. Thanks for having me. Thanks. If, yeah. you're, if you got this far at home, why? <laughs> I'll stop it. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. All right. First, Chris and I would like to thank Emily for coming on the show. Man, you're hilarious. What a fun episode. It was great getting to chat with you. And thanks again so much. For any for anyone that couldn't tell, this episode kind of had a blunder in the beginning. We made it about 20 minutes in, and then we had some issues with the internet and had to pick up on another day. So thanks, Emily, for taking the time twice now for us. And this was just great. It was great getting to hear your story. Great getting to hang out. Finally meet you talk about all the fun stuff we we chatted about you're you're an absolute legend we love your work we love what you're doing and we can't wait to see what the future holds for you emily thanks again guys that's going to take us to patreon head over to patreon.com analog talk for only a buck you can get the show two days early we also have our patreon only developing hang nights over there a bunch of stuff in the archives and starting in april chris and i are going to be doing kind of like between the roles uh solo not solo but duo episodes without a guest where we just kind of catch up that's just going to be a patreon only exclusive thing so stick around for that like we say patreon is the best way to help support the show for all the patreons who already helped support the show guys we do not know what we would do without you thank you so much again patreon.com analog talk and we will see you next week with an all-new episode all right later guys